Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Stephen Boucher. I'm having a little technical difficulty. No fault of yours. Just mine. Trying to get my headphones on. So I apologize about that little delay. Thank you for tuning in on this beautiful Saturday. At least it's beautiful in upstate New York. It's just gorgeous out there. I mean, Zach, tell me, have you seen weather like this? I mean, we we are in the end of November almost, and this weather is spectacular. It's very beautiful. Yeah, I tell you. What do you think, folks? My, all of my producers have great radio voices. Why is that? They truly, Zach, our newest producer, has been with us now for, what, a couple months? Yeah, like two or three months. Perfect, perfect. Um, you're doing a great job, so anybody who calls in, let's get them up on the board. Our phone numbers today, 1-800-TALK-WGY. That's 1-800-825-5949, star WGY. That's star 949. Give us a call with any questions on your mind. This is the second week now that we know the results of the presidential election, and the stock market still finished higher. Who would have ever thought that for those people that thought the world was coming to an end? It didn't. But a lot of times when it comes to stock investments, investors fear for the worst. But stocks always seem to overcome whatever comes its way. I don't care if it's oil embargoes, presidential assassinations, recessions, bear markets, terror attacks, Great recessions, you name it, the stock market's pretty resilient because it looks at the fundamentals of corporate America, the economy, and everything else may shake it up a little bit. But long term, over time, stocks aren't a bad place to be. My favorite asset class, and I don't say that because I get, uh, and you know, we're fee only investment advisors. That means we manage our clients' asset by fee. We have no conflicts of interest. To me, when I put a FDIC-insured CD, a bond, or a stock-like investment in the portfolio, all that matters is what's right for the client. The type investment doesn't matter, but stocks are my favorite asset class. I'm not afraid of stocks. I spend a lot of time educating our clients about the long-term Benefit and also risks in the stock market, also in the bond market, because bonds can be volatile as well. We've seen that over the last couple of weeks. I think that you'll see over the next few years, bonds may not be the type investment that you thought. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the markets today. We're going to talk about any questions that you may have. Believe me, folks, as we as we finish out 2016 and come into 2017, there's a lot to think about, and you don't want to make any changes that may hurt you financially speaking. Um, the the long-term prospects of, of our new president-elect, when you look at who he's surrounding himself by, there's going to be people that like the choices, don't like the choices. But I think, I think investors have come to the realization that 
you know, he's not going to make some, some, some crazy decisions. We, at least we, we feel that. The consensus is that things will be okay. And we know that the Republican and Democratic parties are shaken up. They're almost broken. They were really, both parties were turned right upside down through this presidential election. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. So I'm not sitting here saying this because I was a big Trump fan and a big Republican and he won. I, I, I'm a blank when it comes to politics. I vote for who I think will lie to me the least. And I don't make any bones about that, whether it be local politics or national politics. I truly, I listen to to the candidates and make a decision that I that I think is is a good one. But Trump stunned the world. I said that last week. And I think he surprised people with his victory speech. I also said last week that I thought President Obama and Hillary Clinton were as as gracious and wonderful as they could possibly be. The three of them we know did not like each other. And they got through this. They put the American people first. They put their country first. And that made me feel good. That's why I'm not afraid of the stock market. People keep asking me, are you getting out of the stock market? I said, absolutely not. I, I'm not sure what the you know, long-term prospects are, but I'm optimistic that, that the economy won't be there's nothing that's going to get in the way of this economy to continue its growth. We had some good reports this week on the economy. It looks as though from Janet Yellen's speech um, over the week, I, I, I forget if she was speaking to Congress or who she was speaking with, but you know, more than likely interest rates are going up in December. And I remember saying this a few years ago when people were, were afraid because – we were stopping the what were we spending a billion dollars a month on on um, quantitative easing and that was coming to an end and I said the reason why the u s was didn't need to print money anymore because the economy looked like it could get by without it stimulating it by throwing all of that money at um, the, the the economy. And I feel the same way. When interest rates go up, that means that the Fed feels that things are are going along pretty good. They don't want things to get heated up too much, so they'll raise interest rates. They kind of tap the brake a little bit. Picture driving your car, and you just need to slow down a little bit. That's what it means when interest rates go up. So I'm not afraid of that. It means that the economy is doing good, which means corporate America should do well. Because if the economy's heating up, people are spending more money. We know more people are getting jobs. We know people are now making more money per hour. We know corporate America has to pay more to get the the men and women they want in those positions. That's all good news. That's good news for the economy, which is why the Fed is kind of strongly hinting that they may be raising interest rates next month. It may be time. Janet Yellen has been real transparent, something that the markets weren't sure how how to accept. But when you when you really think about it, she's been pretty open. Sometimes, you know, we say maybe she talks too much, but I guess she's she is talking. A lot of Fed Reserve chairmen and women, um, chairman, 
she's the first chairwoman, never really talk. She's talking, and she's being very transparent. I guess that's not a bad thing. So we are entering 2017 where the economy looks to be stronger. We have a new president. Washington is being shaken right up. I mean, when, when I saw the headlines that Trump isn't putting any lobbyists on his, on his transition team or kicking off his transition team any lobbyists, that's all, that's all good news, folks. That's refreshing. So the long and short of it is the stock market's not coming to an end. The world is not coming to an end. And if you have a long-term perspective, if you're saving for retirement, if you have a well-diversified portfolio, do not, do not do anything crazy. And remember, if you're taking money that you're living on, do what we do for our clients. Take one to two years' worth of those distributions that you're taking out of your portfolio that you need to rely on, and don't take any risk with it. Put it in a conservative mode carve out one to two years worth of distributions. That's what we do for all of our clients. And our clients know if there's a market correction tomorrow, it will not affect how we're managing the rest of the portfolio. It's real important to have that carved out. And we do it religiously for our clients. And then when we get opportunities, we'll replenish it, let's say, which we did while the markets are at all-time highs over the um, recent past. So our clients have one to two years' worth of their distribution set aside, and you should do the same. And then this way, if there is a market correction, most most corrections recover, folks. I mean, go back to the Great Recession of 2008, 2009. I mean, our clients recovered their losses within 18 months because we stuck to our knitting. Those clients that needed distributions weren't affected, and we were able to manage that portfolio Invest in the areas that we thought were good. We get paid to look ahead. We can only learn from the past. So when we manage our clients' money, we put portfolios together. We're looking. We're always looking out and making investment decisions that we think are right. So I'm going to stop there. I'm going to take a 15-second break. I want you to call in with your questions. 1-800-TALK-WGY-STAR-WGY. That's star 949. I love this song. Zach, that's David Gray, right? Yeah, I just found that recently and I um I, I like the way he sings and I, I I I love that song. Thank you. Hello folks. Thank you for letting me take a quick break. One eight hundred talk WGY star WGY, that's star nine four nine. So let's talk about the week. It wasn't a bad week, was it? You know, when you when you when you think about the Dow you know, Monday up 21 points, Tuesday up 54, down 54 on Wednesday, Thursday up 35, down 35 on Friday. So at the end of the week, the market was up one-tenth of a percent, better than being down. I'll take that. S&P, much better, up almost eight-tenths of a percent. That's really the index we follow and track. The Dow is a popular index. It only has 30 stocks. It can be swayed by one or two stocks. We don't think it's a as good of a barometer of the markets as the S&P. The S&P is really, really the barometer that we look at. So up 
eight tenths of a percent for the week. Year to date up almost seven percent. Nasdaq up one point six percent for the week. Thank God technology's coming back because we are overweight technology, and we do not we do not feel that we'll change that anytime too soon. And I keep saying. If you were a fly on the wall with our investment committee, as we meet every week, I say it more times than not. NASDAQ is an index that is a core position, a core holding. We have an overweight on technology. We also have an overweight NASDAQ because these are the growth companies. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. ...of the country and world when you look at the companies that make up NASDAQ. So we're, we're grateful that now NASDAQ is almost at the same level as, as the S&P year-to-date because it took until July for NASDAQ to turn around. We were negative the first half of the year. Biotech's really took it on the chin. Technology wasn't doing good. We did not panic. We did not sell out of those investments because we believe in them. So we'll we'll suffer through the volatility knowing that things will turn around. So when you look at the week, you know, one of the big things that happened is the U.S. dollar index was up 2.2%. That's the highest level it's been since 2003. For those of you that that are looking to buy some imported goods, expensive imported goods, now is the time to do that. For those of you that want to travel overseas, go and travel. Enjoy. I mean, the dollar is almost paired up with the euro. If you're going to um, Europe, you know, take that trip right now. I was talking to a dear friend yesterday who's going to Paris soon, and, you know, it's a great time to go. I mean, thing, your dollar's going a long way. So that was, um, you know, the thorn in the side to emerging market investments because the strong dollar hurts that. We'll talk about that in the second half of the show. Ten-year Treasury yield up to two, almost 2.4%, folks. I mean, we were at 1.5% not just a few weeks ago. The U.S., 10-year Treasury note has, the yield on that has gone from 1.5 to almost 2.4%. Within a matter of weeks, weeks, this is good news. This is good news because people have been waiting for interest rates to go up for a long time. A lot of investors, conservative investors, savers out there, People that live off interest, whether it be on their savings accounts, their CDs, whatever it might be, they've been really scrimping. 
because there's been no interest. So that's the good news about the threat of interest rates going up is the value of the bonds will go down, which is why it may be a risky asset class if you're not in the right bonds. We'll talk about that in the second half of the show as well. But with interest rates going up, savers will be paid more. It also means if you were putting off buying a home or refinancing because your mortgage rate was high, don't wait too long, folks. Interest rates are going up. I guarantee you that. I can't make any guarantees. But I do guarantee you interest rates are going up. So don't put off anything like that. So when you look at 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 the um, week, as I said, you know, the S&P up eight-tenths of a percent, closing at 2181. Uh, NASDAQ hit an all-time intraday high yesterday, up 1.6% to close at 5321. I tell you, the, the one asset class that's doing well is the Russell 2000, better known as a small mid-cap index. And the reason why is because of Trump's initial plans, infrastructure investing in this country and these companies that really don't have a whole lot of exposure overseas should do well. And when you look at the at the Russell 2011 day um, streak since the election up 2.6% for the week, closing at 13.15, I think it's up over 10% since the presidential election. That's all good news. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949, star WGY, that's star 949. Let's go to the phone lines. We have Lisa in Clifton Park. Hello, Lisa. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great on a day like today. How about you? Lovely. It's lovely out. Uh, may I ask you a question about stock options? Absolutely. All right. My employer gives me stock options for 100 shares of APT at $50 a share. It's tr- currently trading at $100 a share. So I understand the benefit of that stock option to be in that case. Is there any tax benefit to me should the trading price of that ABC stock fall to $25 a share. Is that loss um, any benefit to me? Yeah, no. An option is a benefit that your company's giving you, and you're basically, you know, the, the, the gamble is that the price of those um, shares will go up, and you're Companies giving you that benefit of giving you those options, basically discounted shares for the most part. And if the company does well because they want all their employees to have an incentive, um, I think I lost Lisa um, on the car phone. Sorry, Lisa. Hopefully, I'll I'll explain this. So the really the the biggest benefit for companies to give their employees stock options is to get all the employees on the same page to make the company a better company, a stronger company, have stock appreciation with the share price, and then everybody benefits. So when the when the price of those shares go up and you're able to, usually there's a handcuff, you can't sell them until a certain, you know, and maybe you have to hold on to it for one, three, five years. Every stock option is different. But it's a great benefit, and you should take advantage of it. There's also, as long as I'm on the bandwagon, there's a lot of companies out there that offer their their employees discounted uh, the opportunity of investing in their in their shares at a at a discount 10 15 percent whatever it might be. I just talked to a client, a prospective client, last week that was in this boat, and it was a good company that he worked for. So I said, why not buy it? That's like an immediate 10 15 percent return on your money if it's a good company and you're 
and and you had the opportunity of buying it those shares at a discount take advantage of that that's you know that that's pretty good and just be careful make sure that you know you don't have a hundred percent of your money in your company stock that's not good i i tell the story every once in a while you know look at ge a great company right and I, I i'll never forget i had a prospective client in in um the late 90s and this client prospective client decided not to engage our services because i i told him that he should get rid of some of his ge stock now remember back then ge was pushing 60 dollars a share here we are late you know 18 years later and it's it, it's not even $31 a share. It's 50% of where it was, almost 50% of where it was in the early 2000. So there you you have it. You have a great company that all of a sudden has done terrible. So this prospective client decided not to engage my services because he didn't like my advice. But I get paid to give advice, and I give good advice. I truly think about what I tell clients and if this client took my took my advice he'd have twice as much money as he has today the other company that i talk about often is microsoft microsoft just made an all-time high after 16 years it's been a long time coming now the market's at all-time highs but some of these great stocks haven't so if you're if you're investing in stocks we always we always try to say 5 to 10% of your overall investable net worth should be invested in. No more than that should be invested in any one given stock. And we hate to see when, when people have 75, 80, 90% of their investable assets in a stock. I think of all those GE employees that had all their money in GE stock. Sure, it was great for a while, but for 20 years it hasn't been as great to them. And that's where diversification comes in. 1-800-TALK-WGY. That's 1-800-825-5949. Star WGY. That's star 949. So when when you look at the, let's just talk about the danger from the strength of the dollar. Because, you know, there's pros and cons. It will hurt multinational companies, the earnings that, that they're doing overseas. And a lot of multinational companies are doing well over 40, 50, 60 percent of their sales come from overseas. So that's that's the bad news. And we've been kind of stuck in a while. The markets had time to to think about what's going on. So the the um, good news is consumers, as I said a few moments ago, being able to buy imported goods cheaper, being able to travel less expensive if they plan on going overseas. Obviously, you know, for a lot of these multinational companies, they're not going to be exporting as much because the dollar's so strong, so our exports are going to be more expensive for people in in foreign countries, especially emerging markets, because they really, really took it on the chin. Um, and you have to, you know, you, you have to take that into consideration. Emerging market holdings did not do well they've done well up until recently but the dollar is really really um hurting it a little the um reports on the economy we 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 had a couple good reports on the economy yesterday 
that that I want to talk about in the second half of the show. But let me just let me just finish out the first half before the news with talking about small cap. Since Donald Trump was elected, and he says he's going to fight for what what they consider the little guy. Um, we'll see what happens. Obviously, you know all. All through campaigns, a lot of politicians make promises that they're just not able to follow through on or don't follow through on. But if if Donald Trump is, is, is true to his word and he does invest in infrastructure, you know, these small companies are going to do well. Since the election, the Russell 2000 is, is up 10% um, compared to 2% in the S&P 500 since the election. Remember, last Monday and Tuesday, the day of and before the election, the market market did pretty good. So if Trump does cut corporate tax rate down to 15% and invest in the U.S. infrastructure, then that's going to be good for small companies. We're going to take a break for the news. Star 949, give us a call. Hello and welcome back. For the second half of Let's Talk Money, I thank you for taking time out of your day to tune in week in, week out. I truly appreciate it. Any questions you have, 1-800-TALK-WGY, star WGY, that's star 949. Let's go back to the phone lines. We have Lois in Hoosick Falls. Hello, Lois. Hi. I have a mystery question for you. Ooh, okay. Um, I like it. I think you're an excellent advisor. You're top-notch. Thank you very much for those comments. I do my best. Yes, and on, as far as Thanksgiving, thank you for helping out all the people that you do. It's wonderful. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, Tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Well, I appreciate that, Lois. You know, the community's been good to me, and I try my best to do everything I can to give back to the community, whether it be financially, helping out organizations, or through volunteering um, time. And I'm, I'm, I'm so fortunate to have all my colleagues that believe in it well. We give back to different organizations will spend a day cooking or helping out the regional food bank or whatever it may be. Um, I think soon we're going to help out the um, young boys and girls at the Ronald McDonald House. Um, you know, I, I, I tell you, it chokes me up to, to hear you say that because I do believe in giving back and I try my best. It's like Whatever I do, I always want to do more. So thank you for those comments. What can I help you yes, with your mystery question? The best thing in life is is that you're an example and your life has been set and it's in your heart. It's the life you live. And I think people probably all over have just known that that's your heart and that's the best way to live. So thank you. Well, so the question is, um, my husband's 66. 
we have no retirement, but we have five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And um, we were wondering because we still have a fifty-nine thousand dollar mortgage. You know, is it best to put that into a Roth IRA, or should we take it and just put it towards the debt, or perhaps invest in the stock market? Yeah. So, um, is that the total amount of investments that you have? Is well, the... that's the money that we have to be able to invest. Right. Do you... um, one of the three ways, and gotcha. it's so hard to. Yeah. Figure that out. <laughs> Do you have um, other investments? Do you have pension plans at work or anything? No. No. Oh, all right. We um, have absolutely no retirement. Okay. And when you retire, did I say, hear you say you're 56? No, I'm 60, but he's 66 and all just right. going to continue to work. All right. Nothing else. Gotcha. So, so between um, working and Social Security, that'll be kind of how you, how you, um, get through these years. So the $5,000, I'm not so sure I would put it towards your mortgage. And I'm not so sure I would put it all in a in a um, stock market investment. And let me just ask you one last question. Are you in a high tax bracket? Is your income real high? No, it's not. Okay. So so with the Roth IRA, the beauty about a Roth IRA is you, you can put up to $6,500 a year, you and your, your husband each, into a Roth IRA. Um, if you can't afford to do that and you have this $5,000, what I would probably recommend, Lois, is to maybe open up a, you know, you can go on to Vanguard.com or Charles Schwab's website and open up a, what we call a lifestyle fund. And because this is your only investments, I'm going to guess that that your tolerance for risk may not be as 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 great because you you can't risk losing this money. But maybe maybe look at a conservative or balanced lifestyle fund where one investment will diversify you through several asset classes: stocks, bonds, alternative assets. It'll diversify you in the stock category between domestic, foreign, big companies, small companies. It really gives you good diversification. And over time, it'll be good to you. And hopefully that'll grow a little bit for you. If you ever need it, it's there. The other thing to think about is if you don't have an emergency fund savings put away, then you really you really may want to just keep it sitting safe and sound in a CD, even though you're not getting a lot of interest, because if you ever had an emergency and needed that money, you don't want to take risk. But the last thing I would do is pay down your mortgage, or I would not recommend that you put it 100% in the stock market. So hopefully that helps you. Yes, Um, I didn't even know Lifestyle Fund existed. Yeah, yeah, it's a great way for people to invest. There's Lifestyle Funds and Target Date Funds. The difference is Lifestyle, if you choose to be, let's say, balanced, then you'll be balanced until you make a change and and you sell out of that balanced fund. A Target Date Fund is, for instance, if you bought a Target Date 2020 or 2025, as you get closer to that Target Date, the money manager will actually – make that portfolio become more conservative and you really don't have any choice and we we prefer the lifestyle funds over the target date funds but they're both good for people who may not 
be sophisticated or may not want to take the time to do the research on investments, what they do is they choose a good lifestyle fund or target date fund and let the money manager do the work for them. Excellent. Excellent. And call and back. no other Go callers ahead. waiting, the Social Security that a lot of people don't even realize, I just thought you would throw in a thought on this, is, is they tell you in your statements that you might get, I actually got statements that say you might actually get zero, and um, or they never give you, of course, the amount that they say. It's always a lot lower, so you can't yeah. even really budget for the future there. Yeah. And then it says that by 20... I think it was 2020 that um, if some there's not a big change, then Social Security will no longer exist. Do you yeah. think the Trump administration will be able to help out the <laughs> Well, I'm not Social sure. Security? To be honest, I'm not sure anybody can help out Social Security. The problem with this country, financially speaking, is the entitlement programs that we have, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, um, all so many other programs is straining us financially speaking and i just you know met a couple weeks ago with alan simpson and also a few years ago with alan simpson and and um and 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 bowles they were part of the bowles simpson committee that president obama put together and they came up with a great bipartisan widely accepted unanimously voted on um suggestions and one of the suggestions was to change the Social Security full age from 67.5 to 68 for anybody who was 28 years old or younger. And do you know that the, the lobbying arm of AARP was so strong they shot it down because they said somebody who's 28 years old didn't have enough time to plan for that. And I, my head just spins with that kind of craziness to think that something that could save the future of Social Security, a slight tweak where it wouldn't affect anybody for 40 years, and you're only talking about a 28-year-old instead of getting a full Social Security check at 67 and, you know, half years old, they have to wait till they're 68. That's the craziness we're going through. So I'm not sure Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, I'm not sure anybody's strong enough because of the special interest in lobbying, which is why I was, I was, I was so happy to see that Trump doesn't plan on really cozying up the lobbyists because maybe, maybe um, things will change and things will change. Believe me, I mean, I, I, I believe in in a lot of these programs, but I also know they need to be reformed a little. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Okay, Lois, thank you. And thank yep. you for your comments. I truly, truly do enjoy giving back to the community. 1-800-TALK-WGY, star WGY, that's star 949. Give us a call with any questions you may have. I I talked last week how, how the markets were up a little bit. You know, since the election, the Dow was up almost 3%, the S&P 2%, the NASDAQ 2.5%. And this week, the Dow was up, you know, just a smidgen, S&P just shy of 1%. NASDAQ almost 2%. So that, that that's great news. Um, biotechnology companies the week of the election jumped, I mean, and I mean jumped 14% for the week because, you know, these companies have been hit. They're still down year to day. This week they gave back 1.1%. Healthcare companies also gave back a little bit this week 
losing 1.2%. They were the benefactors of the first week of the presidential um, election results. So you, 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 you saw a little give back in, in those areas. Technology did well. You know, the NASDAQ is a good barometer for technology. I think almost 60% of the companies in the NASDAQ composite are technology companies. So those, those, those companies did well. Oil companies also did well. You know, you had the, the price of oil up almost 5 6% for the week, closing at 45.69 a barrel. And the, you know, the big sectors that look to do well going forward, and we're overweight, two of them are financials, technology, and industrials. I think when, when interest rates do start to move, which may be as soon as December, in a few weeks, you're going to see financials continue to do well. And we're overweight tech or financials as well as technology, but we just add it to our financials. We, you know, we were always overweight with big financials, big, you know, multinational financial institutions, but we put a new ETF in our portfolio, which are more regional banks. And we're real happy we did that. We actually may even add more to it. 1-800-TALK-WGY, star WGY, that's star 949. Let's go to, is it Faze in Saratoga? That's close enough. I'll oh. take it. Okay, great. I'll take it. What can I help you with today? Today's like Ladies' uh, Day. I, I I love all the ladies calling in today. <laughs> hey, what do I know? Um, I call them regarding 529. Okay, I um, love them. We are retired, and we have enough money to uh, put towards our grand we got five grandchildren towards their college education and but all of a sudden I'm starting to real read about five twenty nine and that might be a tax liability for the kids if they no, do that. No, 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 no. They're a beautiful way to put money away for young people, whether it be your children or grandchildren. You know, you're gonna get a little New York State tax break to put money in, but my favorite, and there's a lot of them out there. Now, remember, we don't sell investments. We don't earn commissions. So there's a lot of brokers out there that sell um, commissionable 529 plans, and I hate them all. I love the New York plan. And if you go to NewYorkSaves.org, NYSaves.org, it'll bring you right to the website. You get money that you're able to put away, and if your your grandchildren or children use it for I think I'm losing her, so I'm going to um, keep talking, Faze, and hopefully I, I answer your question. If your children or grandchildren use it for qualified college expenses, the growth of that money, let's make believe you put 10000 in and it grows to $20,000, the growth of that money will not be taxed. If one grandchild can't use it, you can use it for another grandchild or child, you know. I'm, I'm talking to Faisby. She said grandchildren. But that's the beauty about these 529 plans. Mom and dad could use the money for qualified college expenses. So any qualified college expenses, no tax is due on a growth. Now, if, let's make believe, the kids get full rides to college and you don't need that money for college, well, then the growth will be taxed. But that's okay. That's okay because, you know, if you're going to use it for something other than qualified college expenses, you'll be taxed on the growth. I'm not afraid of that. I love 529 plans. Anybody listening, 
Look at them. Look at the New York one. It's great. It's managed by Vanguard. It's a great program, nysaves.org. Let's go back to the phone lines. We have Tom and Gilderland. Hello, Tom. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I think it's about time a guy called on. Uh, it's Ladies' Day. Why are you getting in the way? You know, I'm very, I'm, I'm very sensitive to women and investing. I really go out of my way in my practice to help women in a lot of ways. Um, and and today to have the first, you know, few callers be all ladies. I hate to see you get in the way, but now that you're on the air, let me try to help you too. What's well, another grandchild question? Shoot. I, a grandson who was six years old. Yep. And, uh, I've been investing for like 30 years, you know, some good years, some bad years, but I'm pretty well versed in it. Uh, what I want to do is get him interested in the stock market. So instead, of, He's got more toys than Toys R Us right now. He doesn't need that <laughs> What I want to do is start a stock plan for him, start him off with uh, some high-dividend stocks. Yep. Then when they get the dividends, give him the choice of like five different stocks. Yep. Stuff that he's interested in, like Wendy's and Disney and stuff like that. Yeah. And let him pick one of the five, and then we'll buy that stock from the dividend on that, just to get him interested in stocks and see how it goes. Uh, what do you think about that plan? I love that plan. I think the the sooner we get our young assets, our young boys and girls interested in finance, the better off we are. I keep saying why there aren't more programs in high school especially and even college to teach young people about financial planning and finance because they're all going to deal with it. So I think for you to to teach your grandson, and at six years old that may be young. I think you said six years old, did you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that may be young, but you can open it up and, you know, when you're with your grandson, you can, you know, kind of take the time and through the years, he's going to know that, you know, grandpa, you know, taught him about finance and as he gets to where he's really into it, I love stocks like Apple, Disney, stocks where these young people have an interest and they can relate to Apple because they may have an iPad or they can relate to Disney because they watch their favorite cartoon or movie or whatever. So I think it's a great way of going. Apple right now is paying about a 2.4% dividend. Um, Disney is, 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 is paying a dividend. Um, and, you know, I think, I think anything you do to help your, your grandchildren, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Disney's paying about a 1.45% dividend. I think it's, it's, it's great. I um I love it. Go go okay, go for it. Thanks a lot and you have a good show. All right, Tom, we appreciate it. One eight hundred talk WGY star WGY. That's star nine four nine. We go back to the phone lines. We have Alan in Schenectady. Hello, Alan. Hello. How are you? Oh, very good, thank you. Um, I have a question in regards to the rules around uh, catch up or make up uh, into a four hundred one. Um, I've got former job. Uh, 401s rolled into an IRA, and then I have the 401 at where I work. And I haven't been doing the makeup, although I'm able to, uh, because we wanted to build a cash reserve emergency fund. But now that we're a little more comfortable there, should I am I allowed to invest that 401 or the makeup in the IRA? Or do I have to do it through the 401? Yeah, so if you're contributing to an IRA, if you're 50 or older, what Alan's referring to, I just want to help the audience kind of get a feel for what you're referring to, and it's a great question, Alan. What Alan's referring to is if 
you have an IRA that you're contributing to, whether it be a traditional or a Roth. The difference is with the traditional, you get a tax break putting money in. With the Roth, you don't get a tax break putting money in. Both grow tax-deferred. One will be taxable to you when you take it out. That'll be the traditional. The Roth will not be taxable to you. So for this year and next year, if you're 50 or older, the limit is $5,500. But if you're over the age of 50, if you turn 50 this year, you can actually do an extra $1,000, $6,500. That's the catch-up, what they call the, the catch-up. And the same with the 401K. You can you can put an extra, I think it's $5,000 if you're 50 or older, and anybody who's saving money should take advantage of, of these catch-up provisions. It just allows you to shelter more money away for retirement. I'm very much in favor of it, Alan. I, I love the idea that, that you're thinking this way. Um, so if you're putting money in, a, in an IRA, it'll be an extra 1000 If you're putting money in a 401k, it'll be an extra 5000 um, Simple plans are, are 3000 Each plan is different. So whatever plan you're, you're saving for retirement in, go for it. I can put it into both the IRA and the 401? If, if your income meets the IRS standards, um, it's different for traditional IRA over a Roth IRA. So if you're able to contribute to a traditional or a Roth you can still do a 401k and a Roth or a traditional IRA if your your income allows it. And the beauty about the IRAs, Alan, is you can fund it right up until April 15th when you have to file your tax return. So you don't even have to make up your mind today. You can look at what your income is for the end of the year. You need to take advantage of your 401k now, though. You have to fund that before December 31st. But your your IRAs, you can fund right up until April 15th. It's a beautiful thing. And the fees on our 401 are higher than, the, than my IRA. Yeah, uh, well, well that's so yeah, that's the yeah, that's the beauty about the new laws. We um we do a lot of 401k plans for our corporate clients, and we've been disclosing fees. I've been a fiduciary since 1995. The Department of Labor just came out and are insisting after eight years of deliberating over this rule that beginning January of 2018, all advisors have to act as a fiduciary. And what this means, folks, is that I put my client's best interest first and foremost. I don't care about anything other than what my clients need and want. Whereas some financial institutions sell product to make higher commissions or push a product in order to win a trip here or there. We don't work like that. And the Department of Labor is making all financial advisors work the way we've been working since 95. And that's a good thing. Hopefully, President-elect Trump will not change that. But um, look at your fees. You know, if your returns are, are good, um, the big thing is don't worry about the fees if you if you can afford to put money away and get the tax deferral. Take advantage of it. I always say you get one opportunity to retire, Alan. If you're not prepared financially speaking, then that means you have to work longer, and hopefully you'll be healthy enough to work, and better yet, that there's a job out there for you. So put as much money away in your retirement plan as you can. I will follow that advice. Thank you. All right, Alan. We appreciate it. Um, if you're not putting 10 to 15% of your salary away in a retirement plan, folks, more than likely you're not putting away enough. I know it sounds... Astounding, that number. I can assure you. I, I've, I've been helping clients for 30 years. I've been in business 26, and 
I can assure you, if you're not putting 10 to 15% away and you've never done any retirement planning, more than likely you're not going to be able to retire. Think about that. And I know it's hard. How can you, how can you put 10% away? You're scrimping and saving now to make ends meet. But everybody has money that they spend. They don't realize where they spend it. And I use this analogy, and I get more people that thank me for it. Make believe Monday morning you go into work and you lose your job. Devastating, right? What will you do? Now you don't have any income. So play with me for a minute. Make believe you lose your job on Monday morning. Pretty lousy. Well, make believe on Tuesday morning your company calls you back and says, Hey, guess what? We can hire you back, but only 90% of what we were paying you. More than likely, you'll jump at that because you just spent a day thinking about no income coming in. So now you get your same job back. You're only being paid 90%, and you're going to jump at it because well-paying jobs are hard to come by. Well, all it is, folks, is the job that you have today and putting 10% into your pension plan. It's a crazy way for me to get you to think this way, but... The one thing I want you to remember, if you're not saving for retirement and you're not one of those selected few people that you have a pension that will come in when you retire, most people don't, if you're not saving, you're going to have to live on Social Security. The average Social Security check is somewhere around $14,000 a year. If you can afford to live during retirement on $14,000 a year, then good for you. If you need $30,000 a year, that difference has to come from somewhere. Either you have to work, and hopefully you're healthy enough, and better yet, there's a job for you, or you'll take it from your retirement savings. Instead of you saving money, when you retire, your retirement plan will start paying you. So if you don't have money saved up, as you can see, it's going to be hard to live during retirement or at least live in the manner that you always dreamt about. And all it is, folks, is is putting money away. So think of it that way. Crazy. I know. I know. But if I get the message across to you, then you'll be better off. That I can promise you. I, um, I, I can't begin to tell you how important it is to to save for retirement. So I know the show's coming to an end. I wanted to talk about bond funds because a lot of you are invested in bond funds, and you have to be careful. Um, I'm just going to leave you one quick note. Look at short duration for the near future. Don't get involved in big long-term bond funds. It could come back and hurt you. With, with losses you don't want to see. So next week we'll talk more about that. I appreciate you tuning in today. Enjoy the rest of the day, and let's hope we have another great week. Bye. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.